Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And I'm Bridget Hovell, and we love movies. Horror is the only genre of film where women appear and speak as often as men. If you think that is both very cool and very terrible, we agree and are here to talk about it. This week we're talking about two foreign monster movies, Grabbers and The Host. Directed by John Wright, Grabbers is a 2012 movie that blends together rom-com tropes with an alien invasion plot. When blood-sucking tentacled aliens threaten a small Irish fishing community, it is up to Garda officers Lisa Nolan and Kieran O'Shea to protect the villagers. Luckily, the two mismatched officers quickly realize that the villagers' favorite pastime is a surefire way to repel the aliens. As Officer O'Shea says, the aliens are allergic to drunk people. I should have done that in an Irish accent. <laughs> Can you I do can't it? do an Irish accent. Oh, okay. Wait, let me try. You should try it. The alien... Nope, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I can't you could say, it. Ireland... Ireland. Oh, I say, I sometimes I hear a Twiggy, I say, oh, Twiggy, me little girl. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Me little puppy Twiggy. The aliens are allergic to drunk people. Oh my gosh. That wasn't that so was, bad. Yeah, that was actually good. Oh, are you, know, do you have any Irish in you? Uh, I do. And my name is Bridget Reardon, which is super Irish. Oh my gosh, name. you're right. Wow. Yeah. Bridget, I feel like is like the most Irish name. Yeah, it really is. Apparently, there are so many Bridgets in Ireland that they're like, if you're named Bridget, the nickname is Biddy because there's so many Bridgets that wow. that's where Biddy comes from, yeah, or something like that. Um, my best friend growing up, I I don't the even Bridget know if I should, don't her, speak of. Yeah, her <laughs> that makes it sound bad. I know, but just because I'm threatened by another Bridget, not because she's her. Bad. Her name was Bridget Sweeney, so it was like oh, that's the most pretty Irish. Irish. Yeah, right. I don't. I feel like I should probably cut that out. I don't know. Um, if Carly's full name. I don't know if I should just be giving out people's full names. Yeah, but I don't care. There's Carly Rose Callahan, which is pretty Irish. Wow. Too. Oh my god. Shout out to Carly. Um. So. What did you think of this movie? What are your initial thoughts on Grabbers? So it's like, all right. It's like, it's like a B movie, right? Like, right? Mm, yeah, you know, I would say I would agree. It is all right. I would say it is very okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the okayest of movies. It was fun. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. regret watching it or picking it, but I did just think that watching it back to back with the host Mm -hmm. was such a stark comparison and like how to do a monster movie that is both fun, compelling, scary, bringing up lots of different topics and issues woven into the plot, like dealing with different tones, like comedy and drama and like horror all at once. Mm -hmm. And that the host did that so well that it made grabbers in comparison just seem like went, went, went. Cause I you know? feel it, cause it really is like when I said it was a B movie, I think it's trying to be a B movie too. I don't yeah. think it's oh, aiming yeah, for anything yeah. higher, but yeah. I think, um, the editing was a little weird. Like I felt like we were missing chunks of the movie. Did you feel like that? Oh yeah. It moved at a strange, oh, I read one review that was like, this takes place only over the coast, the course of one day. And I was like, what does it? That's There's definitely weird. two nights. There's like two nights I can think of. Yeah. It but, definitely is because they show them like going to bed and stuff. Yeah, it was just it was strange in that regard. I also felt like, and maybe this is stere- like me stereotyping because it's like an, a UK film, but uh, it reminded me of like Edgar Wright movies, like Shaun of the Dead and yeah. um, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, where I was like, Edgar Wright would have like probably done a lot better making a movie about yeah an alien invasion in a small Irish town. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and John Wright, sorry, John Wright. <laughs> So, like, I could see how if, when someone initially, like, thought of it, too, like, the idea that being drunk repels 
or makes you inedible to the alien is like a pretty fun conceit. Yeah. And I I wish, I feel like they could have done more with it too. I agree. I agree. Because it felt like by the end, it kind of fell flat because the one, the doctor guy who was drunk just got killed also. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was thinking that. I was like, it doesn't. If they can, alien can just throw you. It doesn't matter if it yeah. can't suck your blood. Yeah, it, it kind of canceled out the entire point. It's <laughs> like, oh, you could be drunk and be killed by the alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this movie, uh, like, kind of begins with the alien's arrival on Earth via through a meteor, um, crashing to Earth, and then the arrival on this small island of this Garda officer, which honestly did not know they called. <laughs> Me neither. I was like, yeah. what does Did that mean? I know mean? that word. Yep. Uh, are we like talking security guard here? Is this real <laughs> law enforcement? This arrival of this new guard officer to this island who's taking the place of somebody temporarily, and she's introduced as being this workaholic, uptight woman, really loves the rules, and her partner is a native villager to the island, um, whatever, uh, whose name is Kieran O'Shea, and he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I said alcoholic like that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in that they they like talk about him being an alcoholic a lot, and it's weird because it's like, is this supposed to be like a comedic point that he drinks so much, or is it sad? I think it felt it's like supposed both at different times. Well, I think it's supposed to like provide him with a backstory or like yeah. some like characterize him, but that's really all we know about him. And the same with the other the woman. It's like all we know about her is that she's a workaholic. It's like they were like, let's just tack on these two. Ick. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ick. Ick. I guess. Icky yeah. Um And they, they do try to, like, flesh it out a bit more. Like, we find out the guy's wife left him. And we found out she is trying to impress her family. Yeah. Um, by being, uh, by, like, accomplishing so much at work. Um, and they, you can, like, the, the male officer is immediately, like, attracted to the female mm-hmm. officer. But they had zero chemistry to me. Like I, none. I disagree. I thought they had so much chemistry. What? Okay, That's so, so funny. I, <laughs> I like. I thought that. I what did I write? I wrote down something. I was like, I thought they had good chemistry. Like while they were in the truck together, I was like, you know what? They're actually like pretty cute. And I think not. Maybe not their characters. Like I think their characters were just like not great. But I thought the actors like had good chemistry. There. Yeah. I mean, she was very cute. A lot of like a lot of the jokes were at her expense too, which I was not which I just thought was stupid. I mean, the whole thing of it being like this woman can't have fun. Men yeah. have fun. Like really tired of that. Also hated like the scenes where he was drunk and coming on to her. I was like this is not charming. This yeah. is not cute. Yeah. This is your coworker. Yeah. Don't go to her room drunk. Yeah, um, I know. I it's like it's one of those like bad takes of mine. I feel like that I have think they have the good chemistry. No, no, but that's I fine. Know, you can think that. No, I think it's true because I think I'm just like a friggin' sucker for any <laughs> semblance of romance. And normally I do like plot lines and people like mismatched people. Like, have you watched what's that show? God, uh, Broadchurch. Have you watched any Broadchurch? I watched the first season. The well, no, I watched this only the second season. That's weird. It's so bad. It's so bad. The second. I know season. the first season's really good too, except for the end. I, if anyone's seen Broadchurch, don't listen to this. It's a spoiler, but it's a murder mystery where this young boy is found dead on this. I think also like a small island in the UK. And apparently, I was reading because I was really into the first season. Mm-hmm. The director and writer, or whatever, the creator of the show, did not know 
like did not have it planned out who the murderer was going to be and drew the name out of a hat. So you get you. So you, the whole, the setup is very similar to this in that it's like a woman and a a male, a a female and male police officer are paired together and they're very mismatched and they work in really different ways, but they begrudgingly come to respect each other. And the, the female officer is played by Olivia Coleman and she has a husband. And at the end it's like the husband was in love with a, a young boy and killed him. Yeah. In jealous. And it's like, they pulled that from a fucking hat. So the whole time you don't suspect it. Cause they just made, I, sorry to go on that. No detour. No, but it's I mean, okay. it pissed me off. It's shoddy work. Well, shoddy work. Ian and I were like, just felt because we watched only the second season because we were catching on to it with his mom when she was visiting once. And oh, sweet. it was, we were just like filled with rage. We like couldn't deal with it. I know. It's sometimes fun to watch stuff like that, but... But anyway, I thought that their romantic subplot was kind of annoying. Also because I thought that the marine biologist was way cuter, and I thought they were going to hook up at first, and then, because I was like, this guy's so so much older than her, and so, like, not doing well for himself. Like, no way are they going to pair these two up. And then they did. I guess I just, like, I thought in the truck when she was, like... I don't know. I just thought it was really, yeah. I just thought it was really cute because she was like, say, I think she was saying like, "Oh, I have a crush on you" or whatever. I just thought that was so cute. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cute. That was cute. What did you think of the monsters design? The monsters, the grabbers. Um, uh, I like tentacled monsters. So okay, I guess. <laughs> So I guess I liked it. I liked the one in the host more, but I liked everything about the host more. Yeah, so. they were both aquatic monsters. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Yeah, they, I, I liked it too. It's always scary when something has a scary mouth and a bunch of other stuff around it. <laughs> um, they were good, um, you know, and, and not to immediately jump in with like the comparisons to the host, but mm-hmm. you did get like, I think the best monster movies, the monster on some level is operating as like a metaphor and so, like, the monster, why being, like, literally a creature is really about something deeper um, that the movie is getting at. Like, Godzilla is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this, I... Obviously, it's a fun movie. It's, like, supposed to be evoking, like, kind of, like, older monster movies. But it just, like, didn't really gra- grab me <laughs> <laughs> in any, like, meaningful way. Like, the monsters weren't that scary. Um, they just... I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I feel like it was hinged a lot on the writing of the characters, and they weren't. It went that wasn't that yeah, great. That's so, true. Uh, which is like, I mean, we'll talk about this more at the host, but the host yeah. was really good at that. <laughs> the, host, the host is really good. Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. Um, yeah, and I also like we were saying like the alcohol, the monsters are allergic to alcohol and so that's like the main premise of the movie was like haha now all the villagers have to get drunk to protect mm-hmm. themselves and i feel like they could have done a lot funnier beats with that too mm-hmm. like again not to compare it to edgar wright but edgar wright like this feels like it was in his wheelhouse this feels like a mm-hmm. knockoff edgar wright movie almost yeah um and i you know like he does comedy so well that yeah. i thought this just could have been funnier too yeah uh, especially uh, we read Run Review by Sam Adams in the AV Club, and he wrote, Grabber's first half builds to a delirious revelation about the best way to fight the monsters. Suffice it to say, Coil is uniquely disposed to do battle. 
but the movie's climax is a letdown. Once the battle is joined in earnest, what began as a sharp-edged parody starts to feel more like a cheap imitation, even if it's still shot through with a few priceless zingers. The tough thing about genre hybrids is that they have to fulfill both genres, and Grabbers only nails one of them, which I thought was pretty fair. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I just wasn't able to kind of, like, do both at the same time. And mm-hmm. I, I it could have been funny. Yeah, it just could have been funnier. You could have cared about the other ca- the characters more. Mm-hmm. The cast of characters could have been, like, a little more fleshed out. Yeah. And while reading reviews for this movie, too, I came across a lot of people who were like, this is a pretty offensive stereotype. Dang. And I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. But- I mean, I figured since it's an I- Irish movie that, like, they were fine with it. <laughs> I mean, but... I could see, I mean, I did think about that. I was like, dang, like, this is a stereotype, and this movie is just kind of going with it. I feel like the only people that are offended by that maybe are like Irish American. Irish Americans. I don't know. That's true. (laughs) That's a stretch. Sometimes people, like, I remember hearing that Scottish people love Willie, the groundskeeper on The Simpsons. No. As we discussed in our Black Christmas episode, I have never seen The Simpsons. Oh my god! I forgot that. Okay, that's crazy. That's truly so strange. It's been on the air for thirty years or something. Well, my parents—I wanted to watch it when I was younger, but my parents were like, "It's," because I was like, "It's a cartoon," and my parents were like, "No, it's not for kids. It's an adult cartoon." Yeah, I I definitely watched it with my dad and didn't get a lot of jokes, but Catherine's Godfather (laughs) illustrates it, or is is a illustrator for it. That's awesome. Shout out to Kevin's Godfather. So. I think that's how they're related. <laughs> I believe it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so I I mean what did what did you what do you what are your overall thoughts about this movie um, and what would you I rate it? I thought it was like a good B movie. And I did yeah. think they were cute. I'll stick by my bad take. <laughs> I have I have no regrets yeah, no. watching it. It was like it it it's was fun. fine. I feel like it would be a good one to throw on at, like, a movie night with a bunch of people while everyone's talking. Because, mm-hmm. like, I fucking hate when people talk during a movie, yeah, but I wouldn't care if oh, they did. This is, like, one of the perfect, like, most perfect yeah. movies you could pick, really. You don't exactly. have to follow the plot. Because, yeah. there's yeah, the plot's, like, <laughs> pretty scanty. Um, so, I mean, yeah. uh, I guess for a rating, I would rate it, like, a five? I was yeah. just about to say five. I, I didn't want you to feel like I was Sorry, take it. I was gonna, you I was should gonna go say first five. Next. No, it's fine. I always go first, and then no, you feel like you're okay. copying me. You, you should. We just are so in sync. Um, yeah, I would give it a five. It was fun. I'm happy I saw it. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm at a party and people are like, hey, is there a monster movie we can put on in the background that has some yeah. playful like Irish the host, stereotypes? You probably wouldn't and, put uh, on in the background well, because it's in a different language. So. That's true. That's true. Okay, and let's enjoy good, the host. So you should actually watch it. Pay attention. The host is a 2006 South Korean film that, like Grabbers, combines a straightforward monster movie with comedy and familial drama. Written and directed by the much-celebrated filmmaker... Bong Joon-ho, the host follows a lower middle-class family's attempts to rescue their youngest member, Hyun Seo, who has been kidnapped by a mutated fish monster that stalks the Han River. So this was neither of our first times watching this movie, correct? Yes. 
It is not my first time. I've watched it. I think I actually watched it the same weekend I watched Rare Exports for the first time. Oh, which wow. Is funny. Yeah, actually, yeah. they were both like on Netflix, I feel like, for the first time. At the, same, the time. same time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for a movie that's over 10 years old, to me, it doesn't feel like that at all. I was reading a review that recently came out last year about mm-hmm. this movie, and they were like, yeah, they, the CGI is really aged poorly. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think so. The old part know. that I felt like it was the CGI aged poorly was the part at the end where the monster's on, on fire. fire. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That, that was, was like, like the only part where it looked really bad. Yeah. But the rest I was like totally fine with. And you know who else said that same thing? I think was, um, I don't know why people were talking. Oh, maybe because of Okja. But yeah. um, like Pop Culture Happy Hour was talking about it and they were like, eh, it's not that great. Like the host. The but host? I I really like it. I love this movie. I feel like, um, okay, I'll ask you this. Did you cry watching it? I cried. Again? I like bawled the first time Yeah, at the end, I, but not this time. I, I cried I, you know. the scene where he, there, the family is, it's funny, like the scene where the family, the immediate family, mm-hmm. so they've just, the, the, the daughter, um, Hyunseo has been kidnapped by the fish. They presume her dead. They're at this mass funeral kind of all congregating to mourn her and they all start crying and I started crying because if anyone cries, I just cry. Yeah. And then I realized like, this is supposed to be funny, isn't it? This is supposed (laughs) to be like pretty comedic that they're like really crying hard and fighting. And I was crying and then I cried at at the end. Yeah. I cried. I think this time I did tear up when the dad died. Oh yeah. The grandpa. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, The dad of grandpa dad. dad. Yeah. (laughs) So this to me, the, major thing I love about this movie is the family Me and too. they, you get, it's such effective writing because as soon as they're introduced, you get like a sense of the, the family dynamic. You get a sense of who each character is. And it's kind of because they've, uh, in some like really good writing, he's made them all like recognizable by a few different like traits. Mm-hmm. Like the, the father of Hansio is like this good for nothing, childish kind mm-hmm. of like fuck up yeah. uh, who works with his dad <laughs> And the aunt is a archer, but she's kind of like dreamy and like in her head mm-hmm. and uh, not always like pretty quick with it. And then the other brother is like a college who was a political activist and he's an alcoholic. And so you just immediately like get a sense of who everyone is. Mm-hmm. Um, and their their bond is like, you understand it mm-hmm. um, pretty, pretty immediately. And that they all like love yeah. the girl so much. Yeah. they. It's so I love movies that portray loving families so well that's another reason i love like bob's burgers (laughs) yeah exactly and like they're not perfect like they fight and um they disagree and they they squabble but you're like are rooting for them the whole time um and it's funny so i i read an interview um with bong jung hu and so he said, uh, da, da. he said, unlike many other monster films, the characters aren't scientists and soldiers. They're ordinary family members, or perhaps a little less than ordinary families. In some ways, they are pathetic. In most movies, mothers are wise and fathers are vain and full of bravado. Hyunseo's father, played by Song Gang Ho, Ho, is even more pathetic than the other father characters. Even still, the grandfather backs his son up. The uncle is a college graduate without a job and is always complaining for the aunt. I used archers as a reference point, just as archers have the ability to tune up. Basically, you just repeated everything. <laughs> I, I paraphrased this earlier. But yeah, and so he, he just had, like, he he's, like, uh, comparing it to the most recent American Godzilla movie. Did you see that? Like, yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about that, too. You go. Yeah, where, like, um, 
my biggest issue with that movie was that the human characters were so unremarkable. Mm -hmm. Like Brian Cranston dies immediately. Mm -hmm. And then you're stuck with his son. Who's so bland, like forgettable. And Elizabeth Olsen is there, but she's just like a nurse. Mm -hmm. She's just waiting in the wings and doing nothing. And they're just like bland characters. I, the person, the thing that has the most character in that movie is Godzilla. Exactly. That movie kind of sucked, but what? Have you seen the trailer for the new American Godzilla movie? With um, the Stranger Things Millie, girl? Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks... I mean, it looks... trailers are easy to look good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. The Godzilla trailer... The other Godzilla trailer looked good, too. Yeah, that's true. We've been burned before. Yeah. Um, A lot of the reviews I read compared the family to the family in Little Miss Sunshine. That's so interesting. Where they're, like, like kind of misfits. But yeah. they're... They love each other anyway. They're loving. Mm-hmm. I also thought that this movie, like, so I rewatched it today and commented to Tim, like, the first 15 minutes, this movie does everything better than Grabbers did, for instance. Yeah. It was funnier. Mm-hmm. There was, like, funnier beats. Um, and it was scarier. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the initial sequence where the monster is introduced, it comes ashore and it just starts barreling through crowds of people. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's very realistic because it's like these people are just like freaking out. There's a, there's a, like a scene where they're stuck in a trailer and the monster's eating them. And mm-hmm. you can see the, their hands yeah. tr- are bloodied trying to get out. And then the father is running and he is holding onto his daughter's hand. They fall, they get back up. He keeps running and he realizes he's holding the wrong girl's hand. I was like, this shit is so scary. It's yeah. so well done. The editing was really well done. The music mm-hmm. was really well done. The performances were great. I was just like, this is a home run. <laughs> Even how the mon- you first see the monster when it's hanging off the bridge and everyone yeah. is curious about it. No one's yeah. freaking out yet. Everyone's just like, what is that? And every it's exactly. like so calm and quiet. And then in an in instant, it's like chaos. I just love yeah. that. Because that's like how people would react in real life people would be curious and people would not be freaking out they'd be like wait what the other interesting thing is and back to like his quote where he says they're like an ordinary family most monster movies center on like scientists or soldiers like and thinking of the 2014 godzilla where we like literally follow a soldier who just happens to be present like every time godzilla is attacking things around the world but like this family they're like struggling because they're neither soldiers or scientists Mm -hmm. they just have like they're just trying to get their daughter back they have to like go on the run basically mm-hmm. and insert themselves into like this sort of crisis rather than them being in the center of it by mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, I, I, some criticism I did read of the movie and I think this is kind of typical of his other movies too, is that the tone of the movie kind of jumps around a bit. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think he does it very well. What did you think about it going from like comedy really, to, I mean, compared to grabbers, which was trying to be a genre, a blend of, several different yeah. genres i feel like this did it like flawlessly because it is a family drama a f- horror monster movie um mm-hmm. and i would say kind of like a, a political thriller too yeah, yeah and i would say like there's a difference between monster movies and horror movies but because like especially the mm. shot of there's a shot of the monster like throwing up skeletons into its like yeah, lair. lair like mm-hmm. that is horrifying that is like horror to and me. a lot of how it's shot too is like yeah a little bit of horror yeah um, for sure um so i would say it's like a successful blend of and co- it's like really funny too at times so what was this movie that came out last year okja okja remember jake Hall's performance in that that yes. people were like what is he doing yeah that uh, was bad. but like yeah i think this is that's just also his style yeah. you know um kind of hitting all those different notes at the same time yeah um so 
probably the most important thing that I found out about this movie, researching it for this podcast, is that the um, the monster is modeled after Steve Buscemi's performance in Fargo. But when I first read it, I thought it just was the monster is modeled after Steve Buscemi. And I was like, ooh, ouch. I Steve mean, Buscemi can't get a break. Yeah, that. I mean, it's also that. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of this monster's design? I liked it. I mean, it's like the it's definitely more unique and different. I feel like we've never seen a monster like this because it's basically just a huge tadpole with like yeah. a tail that is like a monkey's tail. Um, I read this one star review on IMDb where the guy was like, uh, the monster wasn't even that big. Like it was the size of a car. And I was like, yeah, it could still kill you. A car yeah. could still kill you. Like <laughs> I know. And, and Bong Joon-ho in his interview was like, I did, I didn't want to make it that big because the people had to be able to like try and fight it off because that's a big part of the movie. Yeah, exactly. It it makes it more realistic in that sense too, and it, its character design reflects that where it looks very organic, um, and like something like like a mutation. Yeah, of a, of a real instead creature. of like a thing the size of a building that like you can't really. This family isn't going to be able to like fight. Oh God, like a Godzilla-sized monster or something. But yeah, this, it's exactly. Like, it's like a black bear where you, you should fight it, right, Bridget? You should try to fight it. <laughs> I mean, it has so many, like, folds and flaps, too. There's yeah. one part of it that whenever I saw it, because it, you kind of don't get that good of a look at it, mm-hmm. um, which I think is intentional, mm-hmm. and makes the CG, the aging CGI, like, it's kind of a good workaround almost. Right. That, like, you never see the monster straight mm-hmm. on. Um, or like get a long time mm-hmm. looking at it, but there's definitely one part of its mouth that's very vaginal looking. Well, it's, it's weird cause it also seems like it changes like, and yeah, I think that's, true. that's intentional also. Like, I think that like the mouth part changes throughout the movie maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, so the, the other, the, we, we also read an, uh, an pretty interesting take on this movie from David Ehrlich, whose writing I really enjoy. Um, and he wrote an indie wire. He said that, uh, the host is the defining monster movie of the 21st century. And he, his point was basically about how this movie is like super political. Um, and he writes that it's a story about an evil that doesn't even pretend to be anything else about state forces who immediately pounce on the opportunity to punish their country's most vulnerable citizens and about creepy scientists. They fly and openly brag about how they're going to lobotomize songs character just to shut them up. It's a story about how people are only as strong as the protection they offer the weakest amongst them. Bong's screenplay starting in a riverside food shack and going full Dickens by the time it introduces two lost orphans into the mix. And I like that about the movie too. And it's like we were saying earlier, the monster kind of doesn't have to function as a metaphor in this because mm-hmm. there's so much, it's like explained almost, you know, it's yeah. because of, um, pollution. It's because all these things are happening because the government sucks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I, and I feel like that's a theme. I mean, I've only seen Okja and Snowpiercer of other, mm-hmm. the other Bong Joon-ho movies. I really want to see Mother, but I haven't yet. But, um, yeah. that's like, a, a all of those political themes are, a strong throughout his films I feel like but and it is like I I guess you could say like heavy-handed but I think in a good way not like a because it is also they're all fun movies you know and, yeah and I think that's okay it's like good almost that they're heavy-handed yeah no you know, I, I agree does like do people want to like it's um 
when movies are super oblique, that's like almost frustrating sometimes. This mm-hmm. movie is like pretty upfront about its politics. Um, and it, and it makes it like knowing that this family is like poor mm-hmm. and that the government doesn't give a shit about them and like, will do heinous things to mm-hmm. kind of like cover up their mistakes. Um, like introduces so much anxiety mm-hmm. into the movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, to me, this movie could have been made like yesterday. Yeah. You know, like really like he's exactly right. David Ehrlich. It's, still very very relevant yeah i agree i it was surprised to see that he had written that review just last year but i yeah. think i think more people were talking about bong joon ho because of okja because that got mm-hmm. so well reviewed and it was a really good movie yeah i really enjoyed that and pretty similar kind of beats too i mm-hmm. think it's again we like we were saying we've only seen those three movies of mm-hmm. his but um i like that he kind of centers around like young female protagonists me too, too. yeah um that's really sweet uh and Hyung Soo is like the only member of her family who's like a pretty upstanding person too. Yeah, I um, love the kind of like unites everybody. Yeah, I love the scene where they're Hyun Seo is uh, missing still. She's like in the sewer uh, with the monster. But there's a scene where the family had just spent like hours or maybe days looking for her, and they were taking a break and all eating together in this snack shack that yeah. the grandpa owns, and uh-huh. she like kind of like a ghost of her just she like she i mean not a ghost but she appears in the dinner and everyone just starts feeding her i was like oh my god i love it's so sweet yeah it's so sweet that they all like loved her so much Mm -hmm. um i love that the aunt was an archer too yeah that was so she's (laughs) such a badass she's such a badass even though she kind of like doesn't like ditzy stuff sometimes i think they were trying to show that she was ditzy like at one point where she's supposed to get in the car and she was walking, they were like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but I don't know. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think she was just like hesitant. That the thing was, yeah, hesitant. she was supposed okay. to, she was just unsure of herself. She was I not feel like decisive. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this is a, like a really great fun cast. Um, and there's a few American characters. And when I was looking through the IMDb one star reviews, People, fuck, American audiences cannot handle Americans being shown in a negative light by another country's movie. Like, just losing their shit. Being like, there were three American people in this and they were all jerks or, like, idiots or stupid. Like, I really hate that. Um, I'll read a direct quote. Um, Okay. Uh, This person, One Star Review, said, Another negative that stood out was the idiot Americans. Three were portrayed and they were all lacking character, intelligence, and judgment. Uh, yeah. And then another guy said, this movie starts with the victim-based viewpoint of an American chemist forcing a Korean lab tech to dump a toxic chemicals down a drain, which then causes a creature to mutate into a, quote, scary, unquote, monster. Uh, the U.S. lost over 35,000 men in defending South Korea from invasion by North Korea and China, and this is how we are repaid? Back on topic. Like, first of all, is this a Republican? Second of all, <laughs> you, you suck. <laughs> If you think that people owe us and have to make nice movies about America. I know. Jesus Christ. It's like... You're terrible. <laughs> look into the horrible shit. Whatever. We could I know. Go like, oh, and Americans on. only portray other um, people of different, uh, different countries and nationalities and very positive lights in all of our movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Tim, I, I, I just love the movie. And, you know, Tim and I actually watched on Friday night... Shin Godzilla, which is the newest Japanese Godzilla movie. Um, And it was interesting. It was a fun comparison kind of to do, because I think that this movie has um, 
some commonalities with a Godzilla movie. Uh, like Tim was telling me, I didn't know this, that after America dropped the A-bombs on Japan, uh, Japan was kind of forbidden from making movies about that um, oh, by I the U.S. So Godzilla was their way of making a movie mm-hmm. about nuclear bombs being used on their, their people mm-hmm. without explicitly being about right. nuclear bombs being used on their people. Right. Um, and the, the, the Shin Godzilla movie has a lot of, um, it was interesting to compare it, like how the American intervention in that movie and this movie um, kind of functions uh, both as being kind of like useless. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Japan still doesn't have like a standing army. Uh, mm-hmm. So this movie depicted like them struggling to contain Godzilla um, and getting like some help from American armies. It was good. The Godzilla design was awesome in it. Oh, really? I, I should watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was really cool. Apparently it was by the same guy who did uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion, Evangelion or whatever. Oh, I Tim, lo- Tim loves it. Uh, and Tim said that they like used the same music from that. Oh, really? That that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's going to be on Netflix, by the way. Yeah, we should maybe watch it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'll watch it. I've seen parts of it. I know. <laughs> From Tim. <laughs> oh, the ending. What did you think of the ending where she dies? I thought it was so sad. I so like, sad. Usually people, usually movies don't do that. Like, they don't yeah. kill the main character, especially a little girl. Like, jeez. Li- yeah, it fucking goes there. Yeah. And, like, the whole movie was about the family trying to rescue I her. Know. And they're like, we're not even going to give you that. Yeah. <laughs> But it kind of has a happy ending in that the little orphan boy who's introduced um, is adopted by the dad. Yeah. And it seems and like he – it took this whole, like, experience for him to kind of, like, take responsibility for his life. Like he's not doesn't have blonde hair anymore. Yeah. Well, and he's like he – like, I was like, oh, he's very handsome uh, at the end of the movie. <laughs> Without the blonde hair. Yeah. Well, he, like, he takes over the, like, snack shack – from his mm-hmm. dad so he like actually has a job he's like making dinner it seems like he's like cleaner <laughs> and the yeah. like his living space is cleaner and mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think it's such a sweet good movie mm-hmm. and it nails everything it's attempting uh really really well mm-hmm. the monster's so good it's scary um it's i funny. love the struggle at the end that the family kills it together basically yeah. It's really, like, um, cathartic to see, like, ordinary people kill something yeah. that hurt their kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, I'm just going to jump into the rating okay. and say 10 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Dang. I love it. I would recommend this movie to people, you know, um, I stand. <laughs> I'm going to say eight, eight and a half. Nice. Okay. Shaking things up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first 10 out of 10 we've ever given. Really? Yeah. Did I not give it follows a ten out of ten? I don't. Maybe think I should have so. given this a nine. Maybe I should hold off on ten out of ten. <laughs> I think uh, nine point five. Okay, okay. I change it. It's a nine point five. Okay, okay. Um, we should like yeah. keep track or no? We should we, make no. a spreadsheet or something. When we people just... like us enough, maybe people will do that for us. <laughs> yeah, like with Karen Fans. and Georgia. I feel like exactly. they have like an app that tells them like which now who goes first. Yeah. Or yeah. Oh, you know what we have? We have to do. We have to talk about things we like yeah forgot i that. forgot okay yeah it's okay uh, let's do it so mackenzie what are you into lately um i have like a few things so i've watched ev- literally every single episode of the great british baking show in the past oh three weeks God. what are your takeaways um what makes it so good so i think what makes it so good is the kindness 
that everyone has toward one another. And that's pretty much that's pretty much. Tim what says it's it. fake. What? I was FaceTiming Jenny today and she was watching it and I was like, Tim doesn't like that show and Tim was like, Yeah, I think it's fake. I think all the kindness is fake. I don't think he's that. a Scrooge. Yeah. They're not it's not fake. They still hang out, some of them. I know. Like I Steven love it and too. Sophie from series six. It's confusing because they all come out at different like Well, yeah, the thing is so they're secret series. It's British, so they're not seasons. They're series. They're a secret series that aren't on Netflix, but I've seen all of them, too. Oh, shit. You're devoted. And this oh is my, my second time. Dang, girl. It's very comforting. It's a very I comforting know. watch. I need it. it here's right something now. I was saying to Jenny. I don't think, like, I don't crave any of the food they make. I don't know about you. Yeah. It's, like, almost, like, from an artistic standpoint, you know, that you're, like, I'm never, like, ooh, I want to eat that fucking sugary-looking weird cake with... Some of it... Some of it is so weird. Like anything with like Jello, I'm like no, 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 no. There's, and there's a lot of Jello, I guess, in British baking, but uh, like trifles, no. yeah. But a lot of their like other stuff, I do crave. I wonder a lot about if Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry have to like clear their palates because you imagine how like you know when you eat a lot of sugar and your throat just hurts. Yeah, I think about that while watching. I well, they I'm probably like- just have one bite of each thing. I know, but that's still a lot if you have, like, 20 contestants. There's only 12. Look, these are... Oh, okay. Fuck. There's only these are just the things I think about. Each, each time. I'm getting schooled And right sometimes now. it's savory, so... You're right. That's okay. a thing. Okay. And also, it it's not Mary pa- Barry and uh, Paul Hollywood. I don't want I don't want to watch the new ones. Really? I'm Stan, Mary Barry, and Sue and the other woman. Uh, Sue and Mel. I, <laughs> you know Mel. what? I actually really like the new... I don't know her name. The new female host... Uh, she cries every time she tells someone that they're leaving, and oh, it's so sweet because you could. She doesn't like can't outwardly fake that Tim. She she doesn't like. She's you could just tell she's her voice like cracks. It's not like she like is sobbing oh, or anything. She right, just I'll watch the new every one. time her she says she just is like it. She's just is, I can't. It's oh, so that's good. so sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> and it's you know, amazing. Prue is honestly just like a sassier Mary Berry. So okay. And she fucks I mean, up too. She like she tweeted the winner of the Are you kidding? before it aired. And uh in the Christmas holiday there's holiday episodes. So in the, one of the holiday episodes she reveals the technical challenge before the hosts do. At, oh shit. Yeah, it's funny. She's just Mary like, Berry would never. I know. <laughs> it's funny. Um what I'm into this week I started um I started watching Killing Eve. Have you seen it? No, I would do want to see it though. Oh fuck, it's on Hulu. Oh. I'm only 1.5 episodes in and it's so good. Wow. It just scratches every itch for me. Oh my gosh. Like serial killers, complex female relationships, funny Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, I love check, her. Check check check. Yeah. Um <laughs> love it. Like really really good. Totally worth the hype. Can't wait to finish it. Oh, I want to start that. That'll be yeah. good for when I finish this last season of Great British Bake. This is also a corny thing that I'm about to admit. Mm-hmm. Go. About to ruin some street cred. I reread all the Harry Potter books recently. Oh my gosh. I'm going through some tough times. <laughs> and needed a comfort thing to do every mm-hmm. night. And, you know, as an adult, you read them pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I finished. And it was my first time rereading the last book since it came out. Oh, wow. And I will say, despite all of J.K. Rowling's many faults Mm -hmm. and weird things she's up to now and (laughs) questionable politics uh like identity politics um 
she the, is she really like does a lot of really great writing in that book mm-hmm. i thought the ending the like uh epilogue where they're all adults was very corny but mm-hmm. the book itself is really really well written yeah. and she's so good at getting into the headspace of like young angry people mm-hmm. or young like um angsty people yeah. uh in it's a it's a really like good special book. I yeah. don't know if you ever heard of Harry Potter, you should check it out. <laughs> well, I feel like she. <laughs> I think like she was like almost. It was like she had to do the epilogue because it was Harry Potter. You know, it's like yeah, it's honestly like out. she is just continuing to write that epilogue too. Yeah, I know. Oh God, please no. It that's yeah. all we needed. And it was also kind of like bittersweet reading it because now I'm like she just fucking can't stop herself. I know. You know, like this is so good on its own. Yeah. Um, that doesn't need any. Yeah. Prequel. It's sequels like when the, uh, what uh, Harper Lee wrote. Oh, so sad. Oh, yeah. Oh god. Just it must be hard when you like crush it. Your first thing you do, you just like <laughs> yeah, knock it out of the park. Yeah, because you want to keep making. I'm sure, but it's like yeah, you gotta. Don't don't yeah wait till you die and your <laughs> things are sold off well, margaret atwood's doing a sequel to the handmaid's tale now which i'm I, like oh i heard that was kind of like going to be a response because the tv show has moved past the original material mm-hmm. and she's probably like not happy with it really? I, I haven't so she's watched, like writing it like i haven't finished the handmaid's tale so i'm not sure how it's deviated but mm. that would make sense i guess but margaret atwood also has some problematic shit going yeah, when on she's like it's not a feminist story yeah <laughs> Look, old white women and white women in general, just to let you down. <laughs> also, like, is she going to die before that comes out? Maybe. Margaret Atwood? She's old. Oh, I didn't know that. I, didn't know I saw her once in real life. She came to Houston recently and I, I thought about it. <laughs> You've seen both Margaret Atwood and J.K. Rowling in real life. Oh my God. Wow. You're right. That's cool. Name dropping. I once, so I was at like a party recently and they were like, Ooh, name one interesting. Yeah, I know. They were like, name one interesting <laughs> fact. And I said, and I, everyone was going around. I was like, I don't freaking know. But they were talking. Someone brought up Harry Potter, and in one of their, or like Scotland or something. I don't know. They were talking you were about like, bitch. I met her. I, yeah, I was like, I have like signed copies of Harry Potter, or whatever. And then a girl was like, you know, J.K. Rowling is like really problematic now. And I was like, okay, like I know, but this is just my stupid interesting still gonna fact. sell them one day <laughs> yeah i know i'm like i wonder how much money they're worth she's probably signed yeah. somebody but whatever that's fine i found a roxane gay signed copy of hunger at a, so cool. the a used bookstore in town and i bought it so yeah i'm gonna let that age on the shelf for a while yeah and that's all. see how much that's worth yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so thank you for listening. It would really help us out if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The podcast store. <laughs> you did that. Are you going to do that every time? <laughs> it occurs to me every time. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email, email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode will air on December 31st, and it will be a 2018 wrap-up with us talking about our favorite movies, books, and television that came out this year. Chick Flicks is researched and written by me, Bridget Hovell, and edited by Mackenzie Chapman, the other person. Me! <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks to Tim Grieve Carlson <laughs> for our music. Thanks for listening to Chick Flicks. Bye! Bye, Bye Mackenzie!